Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer. With its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions, businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by ChatbotPH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph But now that I'm older and I know the money is there, I know the popularity is there, I actually don't even care about the popularity much anymore. I actually don't, I actually don't enjoy it at all um, because I, uh, I just want more privacy now. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baipyong. Welcome to episode 45 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. But before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this podcast contains adult language, so make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today, we are going to be talking to a YouTuber, and his name is Matthew Tran, the CEO of Engineered Truth. And Matthew is not just an ordinary YouTuber because his viewership 
is worldwide, all the way from where he started out back in the States. And today he's going to be sharing how he started out back in 2011 and how difficult it was to get his audience to catch up to what he was doing because YouTube was not as big as it was now. Matt is also going to be sharing with us the tools and the early strategies that he used to finally grow his audience. And it gets interesting from there because Matt is going to give tips of how to monetize your YouTube videos. Also, Matt was generous enough to answer the questions from our hustle share community that our hustlers gave ahead of time. Like how to grow your YouTube channel from scratch and how to scale it to hundreds and thousands of subscribers. And get ready to take down notes because Matt also shared how to respond to criticism and how to invest once you start making money out of YouTube. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a business and career YouTuber, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. Wow, this is this is probably one of the most interesting episodes we'll ever have because this is so timely given that we're talking to a legit YouTuber. And I'm talking about Mr. Matthew Tran, the CEO of Engineer Truth. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, Ron. Thanks for having me and uh, welcome to my house. Right now, we're filming in my condo here in BGC. Dude, uh, the most amazing shit I've ever seen in a while. I mean, BGC is beautiful, but you're literally looking at the golf course. So that's really amazing. So again, Matt, real quick, I always, as I've always uh, asked all of my guests, Matt, what's your hustle? Uh, my main hustle is my YouTube channel called Engineer Truth. I've been doing it since August 1st, 2011. Oh, wow. So this is my eighth, eighth year doing it. Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what I do is I make videos that educate people in the States uh, mm -hmm. about different careers. Uh, but I've been doing it for eight years, and I've been getting bored of it lately. And oh, wow. so I'm going to transition into business, so I might lose oh. a lot of my audience. It's a, it's a bit of a worry for me, but it's more like I'd rather make something I, I somewhat care about than make something make videos I don't care about at all. Sounds good. But for those people who haven't at least uh, watched a video of yours and whatnot, what does you, what do you, what's your scope in Engineer Truth that you talk about? The, the story behind it is that I was in college uh, in the States and in the States, college is really expensive and so right. uh, a lot of students take out really big loans. Uh, amounts that they think they could pay off easily after college, but really they can't. Yeah. So they're taking out uh, like 5 million peso loans, 10 million peso loans wow. to get a degree in something that isn't even going to help them. We'll say something like criminology right. or sociology. And so they take out these big loans, spend four years in school, and then in the end they, got, they get a job that they could have got without the degree. Right. And so it's, it's so a big... So now you have a big debt and your student loan, you, it takes a while for you to pay that back. With no job, and, and often in the States, most of our degrees don't have on-job training. Got it. As crazy as that sounds to people in the Philippines, right. do not have an on-job training as part of your degree. Mm -hmm. Most degrees in the States don't even have on-job training. Shit. And the reason being is because it doesn't train you for any job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a title or a diploma a title. that you get. right? And so I started making videos to talk about there are some degrees that are 
that do train you for a job. My, my favorite one being computer science. Of course. Right? Uh, and other ones, many of the business degrees are very practical. Right. Uh, obviously, the medical field, very practical. Right. But outside of that, mo that, that only represents a small fraction of degrees. Mm -hmm. So I started making videos talking about um, the more practical degrees. Then there's another plot twist in this story. Okay. And that I started working as a mechanical engineer. Oh. And then I hated it. <laughs> uh, I got fired from all wow. three engineering jobs I've ever had. Shoot. And I didn't even last very long. I think at my internship, I lasted a year, which was the longest. Wow. But at my jobs, I lasted less than six months. What, what didn't you like while you were, you were doing that? The paperwork. Uh, really? It was what I thought in mechanical engineering was going to be like was that I was going to work on interesting things. And maybe I wasn't going to work on it in the very beginning, okay. but at least I should have the potential to one day work on interesting things. Okay. So I started working as an engineer, and I saw what the senior engineers did, because mm -hmm. they, they, we should all share the same office. Right. So I thought, wow, in 10 years, I'm still doing paperwork, but it's like slightly more advanced paperwork. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so shit. I saw the writing on the wall, and I all thought right. the pay wasn't very good either. I mean, wow. I, my internship, I was getting paid pretty well, like $21 an hour, which is pretty good for an internship. Okay. But at my, my first full-time job, I was getting paid seventeen fifty an hour. Oh, wow. And to compare that for, for people at home, seventeen fifty an hour is something that you could get at a job that doesn't require a degree. Exactly. <laughs> so then why did I go to college for something that's difficult, such as mechanical engineering, right. to, get, to get a job? And I think engineers here in the Philippines don't get paid very much either. I think it's something around... Um, 20,000 pesos or something yeah, for starting? Entry level, you know, but it depends, depends also on, of course, like any kind of degree, it's experience. It's right? experience. But you right, can't right. just shove experience up your throat and then, oh, I'm an experience. It's not, not a Pokemon, right? You yeah. know, you have to spend time and a lot of effort to, to, to get to that level, right? And in order for you to get that, that means living like shit for a long time. A long, long time. Right. So from, from your end, Matt, after, when you did this, um, what what was your first out um like step outside of your comfort zone then i mean so you, you said okay uh, engineering is not for me what did you start doing next so i already was making the channel while i was being an engineer okay uh, and so i made my first video after i came home from a frustrating day at work what what year was this 2011 2011 how was youtube back in 2011 because back then this was like fucking justin bieber shit and all that people but the, the youtuber what there's not a lot of YouTubers yet, or I'm not even sure it was a proper profession back then. What I've learned is that people will always say it's too late. Even in 2011, <laughs> people were saying it's too late. Like, really? People were saying, oh, it's too late to get into YouTube. Like, there's no way it's going to happen. Right, like, it's too right. late because I, in 2011, there was a couple of channels that were about to hit uh, 1 million subscribers. That was yes. when PewDiePie was about to hit 1 million. PewDiePie. Uh, the Wu Fu, uh, Wang Fu, they're, 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 Wang they're, Fu, they're about, to hit, they're about right. like 600,000 or 700,000 mm -hmm. at the time. And so if you're making a new channel and you're like, oh man, how can I compete with these people who have like right. 700,000? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think something to consider if you're out there, you're planning on, on making... Um, making content right. is that people like me who have already shared my story, we're actually a, a little bit disadvantaged because people are used to us already. We're not new. We're not fresh. It's like, mm, I would relate it to, if you watch uh, seven seasons of Game of Thrones, which right. I'm on my seventh season of, of Engineer Truth, after a while, it's, it like, it's like I got it right. already. Like, right. I get it. Like, there's a reason why they cut most, most shows at the, the third season or the fourth season sure. because it's, it's hard to keep it fresh. Yeah. And so, That's why Joe Rogan, like whoever, or PewDiePie, like what I said, yeah. 
dude, the guy just keeps going, but I don't know how he fucking reinvents himself. Because eventually yeah. you're going to hit a wall. Yeah. Right? So for you, you everybody was starting like, uh, you're too late and whatnot. Yeah. What made you jump? It's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do this shit. Well, one thing I had for me at the time was that there's no career channels. Mm. Uh, and if there was, it was very generic. It was, it was along the lines of, well, you know, I think you should study philosophy because it helps you how to critically think. Uh, right. Like, yeah, that's pretty crappy. So <laughs> I, I knew that I was an underserved. Uh, at the time, before I started my channel, there wasn't very many career channels. Mm-hmm. So I think the career channels at the time, they were very lame. They were not experts in right. what they're talking about. They mm-hmm. would say things like, oh, yeah, you should study psycho- philosophy because it will teach you how to critically think. Mm-hmm. And so I knew me coming in, being right. more realistic, I had an edge in an underserved market. Yep. But I wouldn't say you have to be an underserved, in an underserved market or, or you have to pick something that is uh, out of necessity. Right. I think as long as you pick something that is something that you really care about, but at the same time you have some sort of edge or unique something unique to bring to the table, I think you should definitely be a, a content creator. But what I, what I think... Uh, where I see a lot of people fail, particularly uh, right. vloggers in the Philippines. Yeah, because uh, it's the same shit, new day. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know. And it's all about themselves. It's like, oh, three things we miss about the Philippines because now we're, you know, o- OFWs. Right. I'm like, dude, I don't, why would I care about the things that you miss? You know, <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't really, like, that's very particular to you. Right, right. Right? Um, no, it's a, it's a, it's you know, it's it's a copycat league, you know. That's yeah. what I'm so if somebody gets it, like for example, uh, like a uh, Will Dasevich, everybody tries yeah. to be a Will Dasevich or a Kong TV. Everybody yeah. wants wants to be in the next Kong TV. But before we do a deep dive on that, Matt, after this, you did social media, right? Now, what did you learn while you're doing social media that you were able to apply to up your game in the YouTube uh, content that you're putting in? Yeah, so after I got fired from three engineering jobs, right. I decided to do my YouTube, show, uh, YouTube channel full-time. Okay. And it didn't go the way I planned. I right. was uh, making around uh, 12,000 pesos a month in the, in the U.S. Right. So, But you monetized right away. I monetized. Right. Uh, I tried to monetize right away, yeah. Okay. But this is just from uh, what YouTube gave me. Okay. So I really couldn't make enough money, so I got different jobs okay. uh, in media, social media, right. uh, that... Not only fed me, paid right. for my bills in the meantime, but also taught me a lot. So right. I made product videos for an e-commerce company that was eventually ah. put on YouTube. Okay. Uh, and then after I did that for nine months. Wow. And that was uh, that was a grind. That was me learning how to make videos, learning how to make videos that sell products, physical products. Right. QVC uh, stuff. Like what were what, what, what those products like? Uh, one was hydroponics. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. Hydroponics. Is, couple years ago, at least yeah. now, it's just getting normal here. Where yeah. but hydroponics like. It, City farming is fucking different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned all about um, hydroponics, and it's mainly used to grow cannabis. Right. Can we cut that? We want no, we good. It's okay. all good. Yeah, it's it's primarily <laughs> used to grow. Uh, primarily used to grow cannabis. Like right. almost, uh, I would say like ninety percent of our customers uh, used it to grow cannabis. But when wow. we're on the phone, you no know, side story. But when mm-hmm. we're on the phone, we can't say you know we can't give them help saying oh to grow sure, cannabis. Course, so we said oh like. <laughs> yeah, we can help you grow your tomatoes. No problem. And the guys, like, who would buy this this expensive, oh, like, wow. I don't know, thousand dollar set to grow tomatoes? Right. Like, nobody's gonna do that. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. You just buy tomatoes. It has to be a different kind of plant. It has to be know. a different kind of plant. Right. So I did that for nine months. Then mm-hmm. I worked as a social media manager for Uproxx.com. Uproxx. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're like a they're like a Buzzfeed, but a little bit more adult, a little bit more uh, professional. Right. A little bit of borderline vice. A they're bit, like kind of yeah. like vice, but a boringer vice, more right, boring right. vice. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, uh, so I managed our social media for six months. And then I was a social media manager for Bro Science Life for right. a year and a half. So I managed their uh, Facebook and Instagram account while I was building up my YouTube channel at the same time. Got it. But what were the key skills, just looking back? There? All right. Do you now know the YouTube stuff? I mean, the, the video stuff, social media. Is there now a formula that you're able to, to come up with while doing hustle for other people and yeah. trying to make ends meet that you were able to apply that till now you're still using? I would say the formula definitely is, I wasn't so egotistic to say that, you know, I see so many people say, I just want to do it on my own. Like I just want to make YouTube videos or maybe Instagrammer. I just want to like do it on my own without ever having to work for somebody else. Yeah. But we're in a phase of online business where mm -hmm. a lot of these Instagrammers, a lot of these YouTubers, even here in the Philippines, mm -hmm. they have lower roles mm -hmm. that they need to fill. Like even my team, I have a graphic designer, I have, I have a, uh, a a video editor right. i have someone that just like subtitle stuff and transcribe <laughs> stuff right and one of the more boring jobs right right but either way they have no choice but to learn about what it's like being a youtuber True. because they're in the industry mm -hmm. so if you're looking to be a, a, a social media presence in the future like right. you should work for someone even if that means being their assistant it's not glorious Correct. it's not going to be a forever thing mm -hmm. but it's something where you're going to learn so much faster and you're going to get paid to learn and right. i think when people do it that way i think it's much much better like my experiences uh, of being social media manager didn't just pay the bills. It taught me a lot. And I think people that are willing to do that put themselves in the ecosystem, has a lot, have a lot higher chance of being successful than people who don't. And then I, I think the last thing is, uh, for me, since I'm, I spent a lot of time on social media, mm -hmm. I'm very social media savvy. So when I was managing the social media accounts, it, whenever I made a post that was for organic, it always right. got a lot of engagement. Mm -hmm. And it sounds dumb, like, wow, like, how many times have your have your your parents told you, oh, you spend too much time on social media, it's a waste of time? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, it can be. But if you get a job in social media, it can right. actually help you a lot because you know what kind of posts are going to get more engagement. Sounds good. All right, now Matt, let's take uh, let's take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, let's do a deep dive now on what you do as a YouTuber, how you started out, and all the nitty gritty that people need to know. But more of that after. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey guys i have a very very exciting opportunity i want to share with you guys if you're a b2b startup founder listen up your ticket to growth is here introducing impact 24 the philippines largest b2b SaaS challenge calling all startups in their pre-launch pre-seed or seed stages this is your chance to accelerate their growth Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. 
What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Jerry the Rick. And we're back from the break. We're still with Matthew Tran of uh, Engineered Truth. And I love the way your, 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 your content is because it's very similar to Hustle, in, in a way, Hustle Share. I was just trying to force empathy towards people because sometimes that, what's, that's what we like. We, we like to one up each other. Like, you know what? My hustle is better than you. Just because I'm in a startup, you, you suck, you're an accountant. Well, no. A lot of what we discuss here in the show technically is, is our similarities that, oh shit, we always have the same demons. We have the same uh, you know, uh, stuff that we have to go over with. And we just need to be able to talk about it. Now for you, Matt, when you started, what, how did you, and it's always the, the start that's hardest, right? Um, how did you begin the journey? How did, did you like, hesitate a lot? Or how did you just like, you know what, fuck it. What are the first things you did to get your, your content out? Yeah, I think one of the first things I did correctly on accident was I had a, a little bit of controversial title. Okay. My first video was called The Only Majors to Go to College For. So I put it up okay. and I was so scared about what other people would think that <laughs> I didn't check my account for four months. Oh, wow. And I was too scared to read the YouTube comments. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, now I don't care anymore. You get really mm. used to it, but that was the beginning. Right. And so that one got some traction to it. It got mm. a few thousand views, got me like 50 subscribers, which mm. was really good. Um, mm. But then I made like several videos after that and none of them right. got... Uh, much traction at all, at all. Right. so it, it took a, it took quite a grind I think it took me uh, honestly one year to get 1,000 subscribers wow but yeah. what how did you get from zero to a thousand you know that's that's always that's also the question of our, our, our uh, hustle share community guy uh, Brian Aquilino I think um, who, who asked wanted to ask this question on on his behalf right well how do you get from zero to a thousand real quick I think the most important thing is you have to have titles that generate some some sort of curiosity. Clickbait. Yeah, it has to be clickbait. And mm. so for me, I, I was thinking, how can I make uh, career stuff clickbait? It's not really the most clickbaity thing. Mm. So I came out with a pretty popular series called um, "Is Is Blank a Good Major?" So I started off ah. with "Is Mechanical Engineering a Good Major?" And so yeah, I got some pretty yeah. click, good clicks. And then I put, is electrical engineering a good major? Because mm. I knew there was a lot of college students at the time searching mm-hmm. for information uh, about college-related things. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I did that, and it got me some pretty good popularity. And I would say the videos themselves were pretty bad. <laughs> but this, despite, despite being bad, because I had a good title, I still got a good amount of views. And yeah. I think you definitely have to play with titles and try to make them uh, very clickbaity, but you got to ride that line and, t- and not making it too clickbaity because the most important part uh, with YouTube now with, with the algorithm changes in the past couple of years right. is the recurring subscribers to click uh, on your videos. It's not so much like a search engine like it used yeah. to be. Okay. Now, from in terms of tools, right? I mean, this, this, this is very important, right? The, the, the stuff that you, you make your content with. You started out having, you said, crappy videos. Was it because you had crappy you know, hardware? And how did you improve that over the years? And what were the type of tools that you, that you kind of use to, to, to make better videos now? 
Yeah, you know, I hate it when someone asks me. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Right. When uh, someone messages me, and I just got this actually just two days ago. Okay. Uh, he messaged me on my personal Facebook saying, "Hey, hey, Matt, like I really love your videos. Uh, I was just wondering. I'm thinking about starting a channel. Right. And I have an iPhone seven, and I was wondering if you could just give me some tips. And <laughs> my. Uh, uh, That's so, so random. It, it's, it's super. Uh, first of all, I don't know why you're messaging me on person, my personal uh, Facebook. But the second, the second thing is, uh, I don't like it when people ask for tips when they haven't even started. Done. Yeah, I haven't even started. They haven't even started. Cause, cause what I see is that they're just looking for an excuse. Like, oh, I just don't know enough information to start. Right. But if I know enough information to start, then I could start. Correct. It doesn't work like that. You gotta start <laughs> first. And then, and then see how you do, see how you yes. perform. Get your get, feet wet. Get your feet wet, get some right. feedback. And, I, and so when I started, I didn't know Jack. Got it. I, had, I, I invested in a $70 Logitech webcam. Wow. And that was the only thing. And I think with the webcam by itself, I think I reached uh, like a couple thousand subscribers. Wow. And um, it took you far. It took me quite far. Yeah. And then eventually I, I got a DSLR around like 5,000 subscribers, which yeah. then I had to learn how to use that. Mm. But again, like you don't need, you don't need that. Like you can, yeah. and, and every, every video creator says this and like, it's so funny, like every video creator says this, but you can create good, really good content with your, just your phone. Yeah. And then every person that's new says like, no way. I have to have like, <laughs> I, just have, I have to have a DSLR, a mirrorless, right, 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 you know, the new right. uh, Panasonic GH5. Like, no, you don't. Like you yeah. just need- That's a, sponsored content too. <laughs> I know, I know. I need, and I, need, so I, need, I need investors too, right? There you you go. always need investors and the best camera. No, um, what you really need is just good storytelling and great uh, and a lot of fire to fucking get started, right? Yeah, you just the people that say like, oh well, uh, I just need to know enough or I need this camera equipment to get started. I just think you're just making excuses mm-hmm. and you just don't want. You, for me, it was more about me just sharing my message uh, about what careers to do, and it wasn't so much about oh I have to have the perfect video. And mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're like, oh man, like you have a, a lot of resistance to making videos like you've been thinking about it for several years right my best suggestion is that you just give up on it mm. and i hate to say that because if you if you were really meant to make videos mm-hmm. you wouldn't let a little bit of resistance stop you because the people that i know that are youtubers which are several many of my friends are right they just got the camera and just started making videos and hit publish mm-hmm. it's almost like how I'll, and make, I'll make it more relatable to, to, to those watching right like you would see manny pacquiao and you watch him fight like he just fought last week a lot of people want oh i don't want to be a boxer i want to be a boxer right, right yeah all right well when it's time to step in the ring it's like oh i don't know uh. like and i'm the same <laughs> way like when i saw manny pacquiao box i'm like damn i want to be a boxer right but when i think about it the the training the 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 getting hit in the head yep, yep. The, the, the pain the, whatever the diet right. right you can't even drink all that kind of <laughs> stuff i'm like nah I, I like the fantasy yeah. of being a boxer but i don't like what the boxer actually has to go through True. i think when it comes to being a youtuber or any kind of social media influence it's exactly the same got it and that you like the idea of doing it you like the idea of being having sponsors and getting paid to travel mm-hmm. but when it comes down to making a storyline writing a script hitting mm. record right edit having someone edit the video or editing it yourself right. you don't like the actuality of it which means you actually don't like it did you ever have any con- like uh issues with confidence i mean at the end of the day like for me when i was starting holy fuck i was like it took me forever people the the three minute intro that i usually make took an hour and a half to just fucking do because it was so hard right for you was it was it like uh, easy right away or did you ha- grow that confidence as you went along 
No, I mean, I still suck at talking in front of the camera. I was recording right. myself today. Right. And because I haven't recorded it in a week, I feel like I was very monotone. Jittery, right. Very, very monotone and very stuck. Right. Uh, what I've learned in a way, and I just learned this today, mm-hmm. is for me, I, I keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And I, for, for a while, this is just, I just had this uh, epiphany today. Right. Is I try to mimic other people, other, other YouTubers who have more energy. You know, you, you can imagine like PewDiePie or even in my entrepreneurial space, right. uh, a lot of them would be like, hey guys, today we're going to talk about how to get your first 1,000 subs. Are you guys ready? Smash that like button. And then uh, I'd be like, god damn. So I would try to do that. And right. then uh, it really wasn't me. Yes. And so when I would watch the old the footage, it just looked so forced. So right. even if I'm even if I'm the calm demeanor guy, even though it's not cliche, you know, this uh, entrepreneur like, hey guys, today we're in Bali. We're gonna right. go jump off some cliffs. We're gonna check out Butu. <laughs> hey man, and then we're gonna go play with some go some goddamn monkeys. Right, right, right. Like and, and that and when I see that and they, when I see they get like hundreds of thousands of views, I'm like, right. oh man, I got to do that too because that's what people like. Yes. But what I discovered is like I got to tell the story in my way and I'll attract the people that like me. And it might be a smaller crowd, but at least that crowd. I don't have to have a hundred thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand viewers Got it. Uh, to, to to make money. Like I honestly only get like a few thousand views per video now, and okay. I still make more than enough money to live. Absolutely. But walk us through the daily grind now. Like for example, walk work when you. What's how often do you record, and what what's what's the preparation like uh, to be able to get something? Especially when you're putting up a show. There's a lot of back end work. That, that happens before that video comes through. So how, how does that happen for you? Yeah, the way I see it is that when I record, it's like a performance. Got and it. that just like how if you're gonna perform as a, as a dancer, yeah. most of the work is done before. Exactly. You're not, you're not performing, you're not practicing, like, you know, you're doing 80 hours of practice, 100 hours of practice, 200 hours of practice before you go on stage. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's not the same way. I'm not, I don't have to, I don't have to have it be perfect because right. it's a video. I can mm-hmm. cut it, but I had to put a lot of thought into it. Like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of thought into what I'm going to say. And it's more about for me, at least being an educational channel, right. it's more about the words that are coming out of my mouth than anything else. Okay. And so if I'm saying some really cool things, some really educational things, whether I say it with a monotone or a little bit excited or a little bit flat, it's okay because what people are really listening in for, the 80% of the juice is what I'm saying, not so much of how I'm saying it. Okay, now in terms of what people don't really see, I mean, they, they see the finished product, Yeah. right? For, for you, what do you spend the most time on uh, in, in making a new video, right? This is, this is I mean, there's, there's routinary stuff, but as you move along and you keep doing it, you can become better. But there's some stuff that really have to like, toil at it. What are those? I want to make sure I'm never saying something that's already been said before. That's hard. Which is really hard. How, I, how do you make sure you don't get that done? I mean, how you, make, you don't make the, the, that, that thing happen to you. I'm, so I'm really aware of what's, what's being said in the space. I, I, I follow all my friends who are also entrepreneurial influencers. And I, I kind of get a pulse of where everything is at. So okay. one of the things I'm saying right now is that you shouldn't build multiple sources of income. You should buy them if you have a high paying job. 
Mm. Uh, and so I know that goes against the grain because if you look at the entrepreneurial space, everyone's telling you to start your own dropshipping store right. or your own Amazon FBA store right. or your own social media marketing agency. Mm. And, I, and I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it could work. There, you know, there's definitely a lot of people who are out there who have made it work. Right. But for every person that's made it work, is there like 50 other people who didn't make it work? Mm. And so what I think, uh, especially this especially applies to people in, in the States more so. Right. Um, if you have like a high income job, like you're an engineer, pharmacist, or dentist, mm. and you want out or you want some supplemental income, don't try to make your own social media marketing agency or dropshipping mm. store. Just buy one that is already uh, a profitable business that already has systems in place. Get. So you don't have to way. pay the, the, the early mistakes because that's what you're paying for really. Right. right? The, the, those, the early mistakes that they've already hurdled on so that they don't have to, you don't have to pay those mistakes as well. Because it's, aside from the cost, the, the, the pain that you have to go through and I'm not sure you're not even sure if you actually have it uh, to get past that right because yeah. you're, you're coming from a place of comfort right and, and it's, it's hard uh, that's very risky it's a risky business to, to get that done now last question before we go to another break in terms of lifestyle right we always see you know how glamorous um, uh, YouTubers are you are the, the New age celebrities. Let's just admit it. Look at your fucking pot pad here. This is amazing. But in terms of lifestyle, how much does values come into place? You know, because at the end of the day, if you're an idiot with your finances, right, and you you, you know you make a lot of money, but you make it rain. How 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 are those values and ethics come to play to make sure that you, you sustain and then you become a better version of yourself? I think lifestyle is the main reason I chose to be a YouTuber or influencer because I knew that this had the potential to have uh, at least a recurring revenue feel to it, even though it's not genuinely recurring revenue because if I stop making videos, I stop making money mm -hmm. uh, gradually. Mm -hmm. uh, but I definitely chose being a YouTuber before the lifestyle. Uh, for me, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, like a lot of it is survival, just like you, just like yeah. the people listening right. in that like right now, I, I made a digital product, Engineer Truth Premium, and that mm. product took me uh, about two two months to make, to mm. think about, to make the videos, to set mm. up the, the, the website. Right. And so because of that, my regular Engineer Truth, uh, the YouTube channel, kind of fell. Of course. Um, because I wasn't making good organic content for it. And so the revenue from the YouTube channel fell. And mm. so I'm looking at dip, right? I'm looking at, okay, like I made... Uh, 30% well, what I used to make about two months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's starting to, if I want to keep up like living this lifestyle, I have to keep working. And so right. a lot of it, just like anybody else, is, is survival and, and maintaining the lifestyle that you're used to. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it for me is uh, I will only make a product that I think is unique, mm -hmm. but also uh, really helps someone out there Got so it. for engineer truth premium it's just twenty dollars mm -hmm. a month and i'll and about four or five of my friends told me that it's a mistake wow yeah why because right now what's happening in you know the, the amazon fba courses the dropshipping right, right. courses in america everyone's charging a thousand dollars that's what everyone's doing that's that's what's popular yeah so i'm going against the grain and i'm saying you know what i don't need I don't need to charge someone a thousand dollars. I can right. charge someone twenty dollars. You're like month. forever on sale on Udemy right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's what what they do, right? Like those really yeah. crazy um, 
courses on Udemy for a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks, and then you only have that small sliver of of opportunity to do it at twenty bucks a pop. But that's like a few hours only. But you're doing that forever. Right. Well, what 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 do you see there? That, yeah, if your friends are telling you you're wrong, what what are you seeing here that they're not seeing? Uh, what in my, in my opinion, what they're not seeing is is one is that people are so used to a thousand dollar offer that they're almost sick of the thousand dollar offer. Like, oh, mm-hmm. another thousand dollar course. Like, I just what what people understand got understand is that there's a lot of people who bought these thousand dollar courses and then they felt like they got ripped off because okay. say you bought a um, one thousand dollar. I'm gonna be an Amazon seller, right. e-commerce ninja, master, <laughs> Maven, guru, uh, course, and then right. you, you bought it expecting like you know what what the, what what are they actually buying? They're buying right. the ability to sell on Amazon, right. but so they buy the course and then they don't become an Amazon seller. Ah. Then I come out with Engineer Truth Premium and say, hey, it's also a thousand dollars. They're like, okay, right. this other thousand dollar course I, I bought yeah. didn't work. Um, yeah. well, how is yours gonna work, right? Correct. And even if the course is, is uh, even if the course is good, which most of these courses are good, right. It's you cannot just guide someone to, to, to making an Amazon store. It's just sure. it's just very very hard. Even my friends here in the Philippines, they have multiple products already on Amazon. Right. They still have products that fail. Exactly. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a like once you hit the the, the 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 jackpot. It's not it's not a win forever. You're gonna get misses still. Right. Yeah. So for me, like I'm not a greedy guy. Like if I could get twenty dollars a month okay. and someone buys it and they're like, damn, this is the best twenty dollars a month I ever spent. I'd rather have that feeling than the feeling of, oh, wow, I charged this person $1,000 and they didn't and get anything out them. of it. Right. You ripped them off. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Now, let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's, uh, when we come back, we'll pay it forward and I'll ask you more questions on how you can actually monetize being a, YouTube, uh, being a YouTuber. But let's talk about Hey, Hustlers. It's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. 
Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Got that more after the break. And we're back from the break. We're still with Metran of Engineered Truth, who just finished a uh, uh, video. Hopefully, by the time uh, this comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, you're, it's already out and it has one million views. How? What's the biggest satisfaction, Matt, for a YouTuber for you? Um, is it the money? Is it the fame? Is it the impact that you make for you? Well, what's that like? Uh, it, it, actually, when I started it, it was more selfish in the very beginning. Got it. Uh, it was more about, okay, can I make money and can I get fame off of this? Got it. Uh, because, you know, when you're, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, when you're in your 20s, you want so much attention. I think a lot of it comes from, <laughs> like, you know, like that's when you see a lot of, like, these, these pranksters. I mean, right. it was a really big thing right. in, on YouTube a few years ago. Yep. And, like, you would, you, most of these pranksters were always in their 20s, right? But very, right. very rarely in, the, in their 30s or 40s yeah. would you see pranksters. True. Uh, and so. Except uh, Steve-O. 
Except Steve. <laughs> he's a pro. Yeah. And he's like pranking them. They're like pranking themselves, right? They're right, not even right. pranking like, uh, like random strangers. strangers, on the strangers right. mm-hmm. So uh, in the beginning, it was more about attention. And for me, so growing up in America, I didn't feel very attractive being Asian, mm-hmm. an Asian male, because Asian males. Typically, you know, you don't do very well in the dating scene in America. <laughs> oh, come on right? now. Uh, yeah, this, uh, so, uh, at least that's how I felt. And right. hopefully, maybe you've had the same experience mm-hmm. uh, if, you, if you ever stayed in America. Right. So, I, uh, I thought, okay, if, but if I'm YouTube famous. Right. You'll be top of the totem pole. I'll be top of the totem pole. And also, right. someone out there will find me. And then yep. they, they will come, they'll come contact me. Right. right. And uh, so that, that's why the popularity was was part of that being more attractive. Right. And the second thing was uh, hopefully I could make a living out of it because True. I really, um, I really wanted multiple sources of income. Right. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's that that, that, that multi- I gotta get that multiple right, source. Right right, right. right. I gotta get that multiple source. So that that was part of it. But now that I'm older mm-hmm. and I know the money is there, I know the popularity is there. I actually don't even care about the popularity much anymore. Right. I actually don't. I actually don't enjoy it at all. True. Um, because I. Uh, I just want more privacy now. True. Uh, I don't like. Uh, I feel. I still feel a little bit cringy when people watch my really old videos. Yeah. Even when people watch my new videos, I still. Yeah, feel but it's a out there. Cringy. You can't really do anything yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's still very right? helpful to people too. True. So, uh, there is that, uh, and also, uh, it for me, it's like so when I when I originally started the the channel. Right. Uh, it was a lot about the popularity. And right. whether I can make money from it, yeah. Uh, and a lot of it comes from the fact that I, uh, you know, maybe I didn't have a lot of attention growing up. Right. Wanted a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up not feeling very attractive. Right. So I felt like, oh, if I have some like popularity, like mm. the, like the girl will find me, and then that will make my <laughs> life a lot easier. Which right. it actually does work. I'm not gonna uh-huh. lie, it, like it doesn't work. But it gets um, old. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it gets old. Uh, and also, uh, you. It, it, it's like I'm not even looking for it anymore. Like it's not even right. part of like my 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 plan, my scheme to find a wife. Like it's just cool. it's there. It's an asset. Right. Uh, but now uh, I find more joy out of the message that I get from people. Okay. Like I'm I'm getting I'm getting people into engineer truth premium for like right. twenty dollars a month. Right. Uh, the the money is small. It's small money. Right. But it would be more satisfying for me if someone mm. messaged me saying that oh engineer truth premium helped them quit their job. Like ah. my my number one thing. Is getting people to a lifestyle that they like. Now, if that's a job, that's awesome. As we as we sure. mentioned earlier, like this is all about sharing our values. If Correct. like working as an engineer, that's that's your thing. Right. That's your thing. And mm-hmm. maybe you could buy some side businesses for multiple sources of income just to feel safer. Correct. But as long as you're happy. Now, right. a lot of people are not happy mm-hmm. working as an engineer or an accountant, and right. so that's why I think. Uh, buying multiple sources of income is really really important because that's like your most reliable and efficient escape Correct. and so for when for me when i make my content it has to have that kind of level of impact right. where it's not just like the reason i can't make entertainment is not for well, first of all i'm not entertaining but the right. second reason no, dude three hundred thousand subscribers <laughs> yeah. there's gotta be some entertainment factor you have what the, what the hell are you talking about yeah right. but the, but the second thing of reason why i can't make uh entertainment right. uh is because i feel like it's nice. It's like, oh yeah, it's it's like a, a, a viral Facebook video that's funny. Like, oh, right. uh, I like I subscribe to a lot of these funny things. I subscribe right. to like a lot of dog and cat pages yes. on on Pen Facebook, low. right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I feel like it's just like like a little temporary relief. It's not really it's not really changing my life. True. And and if that page disappears, there's uh, there's another page that's gonna show up. Correct. Correct. It's right? always gonna uh, a new supply to that demand of new shit that needs to be consumed right and these are all just being curated anyways by right. some kind some kind sort of curating facebook page right but for me if i feel like wow this because of this video i made and i, I put it up on youtube or mm-hmm. my premium site right. uh 
got and someone out there watched it and because of they took action and now they went from a job that they hated to a job that they love or they went from a job that they hated to buying a couple businesses and now they could travel all over the world now i feel like okay because of me i i've because of something I did in this in this in this uh, you know little condo that I have, or or back in my parents' house uh, a few, seven years ago, because mm-hmm. of, of things that I did, because I hit record, mm-hmm. edited the video, or had someone edit the video, hit publish, that piece of digital real estate or digital video changed someone's life. I think to me that's insane. Like that's Correct. that's like the a very uh, fulfilling feeling. And I think uh, I think over the past uh, eight years, I probably have changed uh, probably around ten like very very like fundamental differences in like probably a couple hundred thousand. And it doesn't lives. get old. I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that you know so, some people actually you know every once in a while, every couple of weeks, every week, some random person who's listened to Hustle Share would always say, "Hey, thank you very much for that. You, you sh- sh- shown a light to what we are doing by empathizing, and that's what the show is for." Right, I'm not after the, the, the fucking fame. I, I don't want people fucking with me, to be honest. <laughs> right, but you <laughs> yeah. know, but the it's 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 good to feel that it never gets old and it becomes a calling now, right? More than more than just for the fame. Now, for Matthew you mentioned about monetization, right? Um, what are the things that people should be aware of, especially if they want to monetize their videos? And then also, have you uh, how do they get real advertisers to be sponsors on the show? Advertising is hard for a lot of people, including myself. Like, in the, I'm not a sales guy. Like, okay. I was never a sales guy. Okay. Uh, I grew up in a family that's very anti-sales. Mm. My dad never wanted me to be a salesman. Wow. My mom never wanted me to be a salesman. They they think that sales is the most scammy job they could do. <laughs> and so I grew up and sounds like Wolf of Wall uh, Jordan Belfort's parents. Like, the, yeah. have you watched uh, the, the the Wolf of Wall Street? Right. He said, you know what? That's the biggest lie. I'm gonna be a salesman myself. But you didn't do the sales. But uh, what, what, how did that turn out for you, given that you, you now have all these... Uh, uh, so then uh, well, what ends up happening is if you are an influencer, you, you are a salesperson. Exactly. You're, you're, you're a persuader. An internet sales, you're an right. internet salesperson. Correct. And, that, and that's your job is, is to sell stuff, whether it's Correct. your own stuff or other people's stuff. <laughs> uh, and so uh, what I've learned over the years is like you really don't know what's going to hit well with your audience in the beginning. True. And you just have to throw like 10 things. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things your audience will really, really like. Mm-hmm. And then you form a long-term uh, partnership with that product, with right. that company, or you... Uh, or you just sell it yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something along the lines. Campaign yourself. But in in the yeah. end, like the whole po- the whole moral of the story is like you you don't know what to sell. Like you Correct. just don't know what to sell, and you also have to sell. Those are my, my, those yeah. are the two laws of being an uh, influencer on any platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what your audience will like, right. uh, but you have to sell something. And the people that don't sell or they don't take any sponsorships, right? Uh, it's going to be really hard to, yeah, to, to continue. Make money. Right. Yeah. Uh, in terms of um, you know getting the product right or the, the the right stuff, what are the metrics you like to look at? Especially, you know, you said you throw 10 things, but how do you identify the thing that works and what do you look at and how do you double down on them? Well, luckily for engineer or for YouTube and engineer Mm -hmm. truth, I could put affiliate links that track the sales. True. So I know, I know what's working. And then, you know, if you are looking for a place to start, just recommend things that you already use. True. I and mean, nobody can get mad at that. Well, people will get mad at that. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just things that you that hey, you, that you, you already know. that are you already use. Correct. Absolutely. And, and if you if you feel like weird about oh like I I, can't, I just can't sell to them, you're we're selling to people all the time. If right. you ever try to convince your friend, oh you should watch a show on Netflix. 
You're already trying to sell them. It's persuasion. You're already persuading them, right? right? Oh, you should go check out the new Avengers movie, Endgame. Right. You're already selling them. It's just that you and you don't you just don't realize you're selling sure. to them. Like and when you're when you're being an influencer, you're you're doing the exact same thing. Correct. And then you don't want to demonize sales to you. It's just that you know sometimes it gets a bad rep. But persuasion, especially if you do done right, there's two types, right? I mean, I believe that like there's persuasion and the the alter ego of that is manipulation. You want to be persuaded, persuasive in a way that you give them the liberty to be able to make decisions because of your your advice and whatnot. But not manipulate them to do something that's you know potentially going to be harmful. For yeah, them. I'll, I'll end it with one story. There is, uh, I have a lot of younger people following me. Um, you know, high school, high school grads, fresh, right. fresh college, uh, fresh college students, mm-hmm. and so I get this message from an eighteen-year-old, and he's like, "Hey, Matt, you know, I really like your old content because you used to talk about business and tech, but all you talk about is sales now." And I and I message him back saying, "Look, man, business is sales." Exactly. You're never gonna tech. What's technology made for? Technology is made to be sold. Exactly. Like if you don't sell, it's right. not worth anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people, uh, especially when they're younger, they think, "Oh, I just want to be a business. I want to be a CEO. Right. Or I want to be an entrepreneur." Right. Uh, good, good luck being an entrepreneur without selling anything. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a really, really long, really, no. really, really hard journey. No. If you can be right. an entrepreneur without no. selling anything, I, I'd be impressed. If you, if you, if you succeed in doing that, reach out to me. I'd be, yeah, I want to yeah. hear your story. Well, you'd love to have you here. Yeah, I'd love, you, love, love, love to have you. Love to have you. So if you yeah. have a negative relationship with sales, your life is gonna always gonna be hard. Whereas yeah. people that are really good at selling, their life will always be easy. Exactly. Absolutely. And and this is a skill that keeps on giving because you, you, as, if you love it. It just comes naturally. It just you're you're just talking and it's like sales, sales, sales. But it's not that. It's how you execute that sale. But we can have that in a totally different episode as well. Now, last couple of questions, Matt. In terms of if you were getting a lot of love, right? Let's talk about the, the flip side of that criticism. You said you don't care about it now, but how back then when I'm pretty sure that shit would fucking haunt you. But how did you learn how to deal with criticism? And you know how how do you respond to them if if you need to? The way I deal with criticism, and it still it still tilts me now. I think every YouTuber will still get tilted because they're so personal. I mean, right. it's the people. It's so weird because for me and a, and a normal mentally healthy person, right. when you don't like someone's video, you just watch Stop. a different video. Exactly. That's what a mentally healthy person does. <laughs> but. <laughs> But if you're a, uh, for, you're a sicko. But for whatever reason, most YouTube right. viewers is like, I don't like this person's video, so I'm gonna watch all of them. Oh like, my god! Like, yeah, so like they'll write really uh, personalized attacks, like because I know my my story is like fragmented across videos, right? So sure. I know if they could piece all all the fragments together, they watch most of my videos, and sure. so they come out with this per- really personal attack, and and it gets pretty bad. Like for example, uh, I think this guy he wrote me, it was like it was a, it was a full five paragraph essay. What? And all about that's like an article. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all about oh Matt, you can't get girls in America, so that's why you're moving to the Philippines. And wow. like that's you couldn't you weren't you weren't smart enough to be an engineer, so that's why you had to become a YouTuber. Wow. And like very very fucking detailed wow. of like my whole story. And I was thinking like wow, this person's like so hurt right now, right? right. So I just deleted. I didn't answer. I was tempted to answer, but there's no point. Right. So uh, the way the way I deal with that is like I want to I want to show off even a little bit more. 
Like wow. not not front so hard. Like oh, I'm gonna stand in front of like a Lambo, right, but right, I want right, to post right, like right. a picture of me in Barakai with yeah. my with my with my uh, martini or whatever, right, right. my my champagne bottle, right. and just like like front a little bit even harder right. to show like just to, just to like piss him off because I know he's look I know he's watching. <laughs> Rub wound and the salt, and, and it's and it's right. petty and it's petty. Right. Salt in the wound, my but wound it makes me feel better. Uh, sure. And that's the way I deal with criticism, though. It, right. You know. In all honesty, is that it just inspires me to make more content and like yes. do even better in life. Got it. So that's it. But has there been a point where you really had to snap and just like you f- fell for the bit? Snap myself out of it? Yeah. Like no, you snapped. Like ah, you you fell for it. Like some some. Oh yeah, so. dude. I mean, if you read some of my replies, like right. I'm sh- I'm not I'm sure if there's like the history of replies, but like. Right. I mean, I'll still snap on people. I mean, yeah. I still snapped on the guy who asked me for tips on how to make YouTube videos, <laughs> and he's never made, made a YouTube video. Right. I'll snap on people, yeah. and uh, I like snapping on people. And it, when I snap on people, I'm not making it personal. Personal. I'm not saying sure. like I'm not saying like you're Just dumb. Like real talk, right? I, I'm, I'm shooting straight with them. I'm, right. I'm saying like, why are you asking me for tips when you haven't made a single video? Correct. Is that is that is that snapping on someone or is that uh, being yeah. not straightforward? Right. Correct. Correct. And I like being straightforward because in American culture. People are not straightforward with each other. Right. I'll give you another story. My cousin wanted to be in video production. Maybe many of you listening right now want to be in video production. So he asked me two years ago, hey, Matt, like, what, what can I do to work in video production? Sure. So said, make, make a video every week. Make a video every week. It's very simple. Correct. Fast forward two years later, he's not made a single video. Wow. So he's asked me, Matt, you, is there any like video production boot camps? It's just like entrepreneurship, man. Like a lot of people are, they, we call them entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, you, it's like I want to, but nah. I, 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 then, I mean, we mentioned that right. earlier, and it's okay. It's 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 okay, but you just have to understand that it's not your actual thing that you that's meant for you. Right. And so I told them straight, like, look, video production is not for you. Got it. This is not for you. You just have to find something else. Right. And nobody else is gonna tell them that because everyone's gonna tell them, well. Nathan, just try harder. Right. You know, like you, you, you know, you just go to that boot camp. Like, look, if you haven't made a video for two years, you don't like it enough. Exactly. You like the idea of making videos, but you don't actually like right. making videos. You like the idea of being a boxer, but you don't actually like getting punched in the face. Exactly. And so, I think people need to have that straight talk so that they can find something that is meant for them. It's like leaving that abusive relationship so you can find someone that you're meant for. Absolutely. Amen. Right there. So, last couple uh, ones. So. In terms of self-motivation, Matt, what would you um, advise those people? That again, you said, yeah, if you you don't like it enough, you're not gonna make enough. But is there something that you'd like to put a little seedling in there? Just go through that and just fucking jump. Is there a little kickstart that we we can uh, tip give tips people to? Uh, for me, and I think. Uh, this is more so if you were born in the middle class, yeah. uh, like I was. Yeah. Is that it? it it's really hard to be motivational when you don't have your, your back against the wall. My motivational period of my time is when I got fired from my third engineering job right. and I was making practically no money, yeah. $250 a month wow. in, the, in the US, right? And so I remember going to Starbucks and feeling like this is really expensive, which many of you probably feel here in the Philippines. Right. But I just remember going to Starbucks like, wow, this is super expensive. Like, I don't think I could yeah. afford this on a, on a daily basis. Correct. And uh, well, meanwhile, all these people are coming to Starbucks like every day, right? Yeah. And these are not like, celebs or anything these are people right. just like working normal jobs is like right, getting their right. daily starbucks and i felt like so poor right. and that moment even though it was uh i think it was like six or seven years ago mm. it's still it's still in my head like it's still God. a part of me for sure mm. 
And if you've never had those kind of moments of feeling dead broke, it's going to be very hard for you to be, be motivated. And almost to a point where I actually recommend you to get to a point of feeling dead broke. I think if you're right. dead broke here in the Philippines, you probably don't have a problem with the motivation. Correct. It's probably not an issue for you. <laughs> like it's, right. it's, it's, not a, it's not a thing for you. Yeah. Uh, and then I think another thing is and that... And wear that on your sleeve. I, I, I know exactly what you feel. I was like that for years when I was doing startup, my, my first startup. Three years of being dead broke. But I kept yawning, right? But right, right now, whenever I hit the fan, it's like, yeah, I've been through worse. <laughs> it doesn't get much worse. Right, exactly. Yeah, That's rock bottom right there. Right. Uh, and, and also, I, I'm, I'm a realist, right? True. And so I know that as a male, especially if you're self-made, uh, mm-hmm. it's very attractive to women. And I'm not going to lie like it's not. And I think yep. men who, who lie to themselves like, oh, like, girls, they just want you because of your money and they're gold diggers. Like, like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, gold I know. I know. The you know, I, I, I'm very realistic. Like, we're more successful. I am self-made success, yep. right? Not my family success. Like, more my self-made success, sure. uh, more attractive I'm, I'm going to be to women. Mm. And it, it's not just about the money, but it's about the character that you build along the way of, yes. of being self-made that's attractive to women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every, every, every milestone I hit, uh, it's the character and, and the money helps too. It's a, it's a nice, it's a, like, it's a nice little bonus, but mm-hmm. most importantly, it's the character and the intellect that you have to be at to get to that next level. Amen. And, and that, that understanding of how business works, that business acumen, and also that social understanding of how to manage a team that I think is what women find attractive. And mm. so for me, I'm very realistic that harder I work and I'm more successful I become is not only do I, do I live a more comfortable life, but uh, the quality, quality of right. women I can attract is a lot higher as well. Absolutely. All right, now, any last message for people that want to check you out and get, get more, be attracted to you? Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Where do they have to go? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, you guys can follow me on Engineer Truth on Instagram or Engineer Truth on uh, YouTube. It's right, both thank okay. you. And then of course, YouTube again. Thank you very much, uh, Matt, for, for those people who liked that episode please don't forget to uh share us a follow on, on whatever podcast app you're you're listening to this on to and then if you guys want to ask uh any upcoming hustlers that we're going to f- uh, feature please join our community at um hustle share community on facebook and like uh message our chatbot on m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot ph and again matt thank you very much and i'll see you guys in the next episode peace <laughs>